the sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, on July 1st, 2012, based on Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit comforts us with our Savior's grace is the gospel for today, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. That day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with them. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. It had been a long, hard day of teaching and preaching and healing the sick, as Jesus carried on his ministry in the city of Capernaum, which was along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Now, worn out and tired, he goes to the boat. He wants to cross to the other side. There's work to do there. But now, evening has fallen, the night has come, and so as he gets into the boat, he leaves the sailing in the capable hands of his disciples, many of whom had been fishermen brought up on these waters. Jesus himself, though, goes to the back of the boat. He lies down with his head cushioned and falls asleep. Just think about that for a moment, dear friends. Jesus falls asleep. As God, Jesus never slumbers or sleeps. Psalm 121 talks about that, for example. Yes, as God, Jesus never slumbers or sleeps, even after he became flesh, taking our human nature into his person. And yet, during his earthly life, as he humbled himself as, the, the, uh, as a servant, his body grew weak and tired, just like yours and mine. He knows the struggles of this life. He knows the storms that you and I struggle through. He knows them not only as the God who knows all things, but also as the one who has struggled himself. He's experienced that exhaustion and fatigue. And and you know the other storms and struggles of life that Jesus went through on this earth. He experienced Poverty, temptation, the loss of loved ones, ridicule, rejection, uh, hatred, betrayal, abandonment, injustice, torture, pain, and death. 
So dear Christian friends, go to him in prayer. Call out to him, Jesus, save me from the storm. Yes, no matter what you are struggling through, know that Jesus sympathizes with you and me in our weakness. For he has walked in our footsteps. He knows firsthand what you are going through. He's been there. Confident of his care, call out, Jesus, save me from the storm. Remember that theme. Now, as we look at the disciples here, we see that the storm they faced, first of all, was a a literal storm, but that also became a, a storm in their souls as well. The Sea of Galilee is surrounded by mountains, and the weather can change without warning. Storm systems are are channeled between the peaks, and the valleys funnel the the ferocious winds. Suddenly, a, a, a fierce squall sent waves crashing against the hull of the boat, swamping it. The disciples did all that they could, calling on all their experience and skill as fishermen. But no matter what they did, they were going to drown. They were convinced of it. And Jesus? Jesus was just sleeping. Sleeping there. What are the storms of life that you go through, dear friends? Are they storms of hardships and affliction? Storms of temptation? When following God's will seems so difficult and sin's pleasures seem so rewarding. Storms of spiritual fear that God's truth will be drowned out by the world's lies so that his true church sinks. Storms of doubt that shake the very foundation of your faith and despair breaks in and you wonder whether Jesus is sleeping instead of guarding your soul for you. What are the storms you struggle through? Well, whatever those storms may be, whether they are still just a cloud on the horizon or a F5 tornado tearing apart your home, call out, Jesus, save me from the storm. And don't save that prayer as your final option, your last resort. Don't rely on your own strength or on the help of others and their ability, and then only if those fail, turn to Jesus. No. For you see, dear Christian friends, Jesus often sends us storms that are more than we can bear with our own strength or even with the resources of humanity at our beck and call. Just as the storm on the Sea of Galilee was more than the disciples could handle, with all their skill and seafaring resources. Yes, they knew the boats, they knew the waters, but they did not have the strength or the skill to weather this storm. Don't misuse that promise that God won't give you more than you can bear. For you see, he often sends us more than we can bear on our own or simply with the help of others. For you see, his promise, the promise that the scriptures bring to us is this, that whatever whatever we bear in him 
And only in him do we have the strength, his strength, to weather the storm and make it through. Relying on his strength, call out, Jesus, save me from the storm. Yes, dear friends, rely on him and his strength at all times. Even as we make use of the resources and strength and abilities, intelligence, opportunities, and determination that he gives us, even as we rely on those gifts that he's blessed us with, even as we use those gifts that he has blessed us with, rely on his strength. Rely on his promises. Trust him to see you through whatever that storm may be. Trust him to see you through even if that storm may mean weathering a life of hardship and struggle here on this earth and finding really no permanent deliverance until he brings us to the heavenly harbor. For that too is how he answers that prayer. Trust him, relying on his strength as you call out, Jesus, save me from the storm. And and maybe a small example of of what what it means to Trust in him and rely on him while also using the resources he gives us would be this. As you probably have seen in the bulletin or the newsletter, our general fund is facing a financial deficit. Now, we confront that problem not with despair and not with idleness. Rather, in faith, we pray, Jesus, save us, help us through this financial crunch. And that same faith takes action. Recognizing that Jesus answers that prayer through our gifts. Has he given you the means to help us make ends meet? Or might we need to reevaluate the way we carry on ministry here at St. John's? I don't know the answer to those questions, but, but Jesus does. And so we trust him. We rely on his strength. Even as we make use of the gifts that he's given us, doing all in our power yet at the same time trusting that the results are in his hands. Trust Jesus as you call out, save us from the storm. Now, getting back to the disciples here in the text, we see that they finally do wake up Jesus, don't they? But look at how they do that. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And then with a simple word, Jesus puts the wind in its place. Quiet, be still. He commands the waves. And a complete calm covers the sea. Like a glass mirror reflecting the stars above. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Jesus asks. How often our faith isn't like the disciples. Oh, they had the faith to finally call out and go to Jesus there. But how doubts, fears, and terrors plagued that faith. And so also, dear Christian friends, we have the faith that knows Jesus and that that goes to him in prayer. And yet don't our fears, worries, and doubts Expose the weaknesses of our faith. Now, we could simply sit back and and point out how weak the disciples were in this. They had Jesus right there in 
front of their eyes. They should have known that he could help. They should have known that he wasn't going to be drowning in the sea here because he had a mission to carry out sent down to this earth by his heavenly father. They should have known those silly disciples. But if we simply shake our heads at these disciples, we miss our own weaknesses and and, and gain a false confidence and security, don't we? Yes, we could say the disciples should have known, but what should you and I know? Hasn't Jesus promised that he is with us always, no matter what the storm may be? He has not left us as orphans. Yes, we should know that because he has promised it to us. Oh, but but I can't see him with my eyes like the disciples could. But what do you think is harder to believe? That a man who is so tired that he's sleeping through a storm is somehow going to rescue this boat that even experienced fishermen can't do? Or that the God-man who rose from the dead in victory and ascended in glory into heaven, reigning over all things at the Father's right hand, that he is able to help us and see us through whatever the storm may be. You know the answer to that question the disciples asked, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Call out to the mighty God, Jesus, save me from the storm. And finally, finally, what about that accusation the disciples made? Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Does Jesus care about you and me? Satan points to the storms in our life and whispers, See? Jesus doesn't care, otherwise you wouldn't be going through this. Don't listen to the devil's lies. Does Jesus care about you? Would he have humbled himself to this lowly existence on earth if he didn't care about you? Think of how he came into this world gasping his first breath of air in a stable of all places. Would he have become our sin? to give us his righteousness and so reconcile us to the Father through his death. Would he have done that for you if he did not care? Would he have risen from the dead and ascended to heaven to prepare a place for you if he didn't care? Would he have sent out his apostles to preach his word and to write it down, to record it? Would he have brought the gospel into your heart through baptism if he didn't care about you? Would he still today come to you with his body and blood in the Lord's Supper to seal his promise of forgiveness to you who eat and drink in faith, would he still do that if he didn't deeply care about you, each and every one of you? Teacher, don't you care? His grace, mercy, and love have answered that question for you and me many times over Look at what his grace has done for you. See his cross revealed to you in his word and sacraments. What grace. What grace. Call out to your gracious, caring Savior. Jesus, save me from the storm. Amen.
Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.